Thank you for listening to the Mutual Audio Network. Please don't turn that dial. The following audio drama is rated PG 13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Mr. Penterton, you can't. Oh, but I can. Jack. Jill. Jack. And Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. How many more times do you have to make that crack? Come on, Jill. That joke never gets old. As old as the milk carton in your fridge. Let me guess. Boba tea? Your absolute favorite. I even splurged on mango milk. Couldn't get all the fixings because. Yes, I know why you're here. Nice try. We don't have any work for you, Jack. But it's been six months. And it will be another six months if you keep calling me every day like some sleazy salesman. You're supposed to be selling me. And this tea cost me five bucks. And I'm off boba tea. Since when? Since I went vegan. Oh, come on, Jill. How long will that last? Think of all the ice cream you'll miss. Dairy is the nectar of the gods. If only you knew, mere mortal. Live dangerously. I do. With you as a client. You didn't make an appointment. You never called me back. Don't call us. We'll call you. Except you never do. If I actually had something, Jack. Hey, you can't fault a man for persistence. Jack, you know I believe in all my clients. Please, Swanson! Well, if you're feeling the religion, where's the love for jumping Jackaroo? Unfortunately, my boundless faith in your charm and talent doesn't extend to casting directors. Boundless, huh? Yeah. That dog food commercial was everything I hoped for. I wasn't the one who blew the whistle by making a moral argument against processed kibble at the audition. I thought you'd sympathize with my philosophical position. You should now that you're a vegan. Well, we all have to stay mum on a few principles to pay the bills. Sure. Never bring up politics and religion at the dinner table. Say, maybe you're not putting me out there. You'll be the first I'll call if anyone needs a rotund, donut eating white guy pushing 40. I gave up the glazed delicacies. These days, it's all flaxseed all the time. Besides, I'm a very special rotund white guy pushing 40. If you poke my stomach, I squeal like the Pillsbury Doughboy. Great! And I speak in evocative Shakespearean undertones. There was a time in which I could belch an iambic pentameter. Call me when Art Forum writes you up. Come on, I've been hitting the gym. Yeah, I saw that bare chested picture you posted to Instagram. It received ten likes. Ten ironic likes. Well, I don't think they were pity likes. Even if they were bona fide likes, we need a lot more than ten paying customers. Ten likes! That's nothing to sneeze at in an age where clicking on a heart matters more than a soul bearing theatrical performance. I have fans. Ten fans. Sorry, Jack. You'll never be Kevin James. Lose 30 more pounds, get something close to a six pack, and then we'll talk. I've won two Obies. That was in your 20s. Come on, my landlord's breathing down my neck. Yet you somehow summoned the cash to pay for this bubble tea I am not drinking. The cost of doing business? <laughs> a write off. Look. I can do dinner theater. We're still doing damage control from the last time you did dinner theater. Now, Jill, you know that that was an accident. Berating that old couple in Atlanta. They were talking over my monologue. You can't deliver Trinculo's storm speech when some hillbilly's clearing his throat. You spilled wine on a city councilman. Misery acquaints a man with strange bedfellows. A whole bottle of wine, Jack. Who do you think paid the cleaning bill? It was the house wine. Not even a good Californian or French bottle. 
Did it really stain that much? What's the big deal? I need you to leave. Wait. Jill. Come on. Can we talk? I really need a job. Buy a scratcher ticket. Look, if I don't come up with three months' rent, I'm going to be evicted. And since you've been very good to me in the past... Too good. I was thinking, well, are you sure you can't hook me up with something? Well, there is this one gig, but I'm not sure you'll like it. A corporate function? A wedding entertainer? You're not going to like it. A bat mitzvah? A traveling magician? A street performer? I'll take it. <laughs> street performer? You, Jack? You should see my juggling act. You're that hard up? Yeah. Well... Assuming this isn't beneath an Obi winner, I've been talking with a new company. Great. You're not going to like it. Nonsense. When it comes to new clients, I'm smoother than a champion dancer hitting the parquet. Okay. Well, it's an internet startup. One that specializes in... Buddies for hire. What? Buddies. Fuck buddies? Now, now, Mr. Penderton, you're being quite salacious. You know we're not an escort service. It sure sounds like one to me. <laughs> it's very simple. There are people out there who need companionship. As much as Tinder is the best way to find a square dance partner. Mr. Penderton, you must know that it is very difficult for people to make friends in this time-demanding age. So you join a bowling league. Or take a Spanish class. Ah, but it's not so simple. Your clients can't swipe right. You'd be surprised at what people are willing to pay for. I'm in show business. <laughs> I'm rarely surprised. Then you clearly won't have any moral qualms about our operation. Let me get this straight. Okay, these people pay to have friends? Precisely. So I'd be playing the role of... The friend. The confidant. The hired shoulder to cry on. And there's a top-tier package. The BFF. The bold, funny Frenchman? Not down with the digital lingo, old man. I'm on Instagram. That's as far as I go. How much does the gig pay? $3,000 for two weeks. Three grand? <laughs> You're joking. Mr. Penderton, I'm never cheap. I reward top-notch talent. I send fruit baskets when loved ones die. You see, I know you'd be expending a lot of energy. You'll have to remember a lot of names. I do that already. Why, if I ever run into Evan McAvoy... You'll be taking in a lot of personal stories. Just so long as Evan McAvoy isn't involved. Uh, can you remember the names or not? You're talking to an actor who once did a one-man show of Beckett's Act Without Words 1 and 2. And I played all of the parts. That's marvelous. We're looking for star power. Well, that's me. Three grand? People are really willing to pay that much for a friend? Yes. Who are these people? Registered sex offenders? Misanthropes? Why do they have to pay to have friends? These are ordinary people, Mr. Penderton. People like you and me. Ordinary people dreaming small. Going to bed on mattresses of money. No, just ordinary people, Mr. Penderton. That they happen to have a few Swiss bank accounts is immaterial. Right, gets to get paid. Now, there are a few ground rules. No touching, that includes hugs. Am I an actor or a prostitute? Maybe you're an exotic dancer. Uh, Mr. Penderton, do you want the gig or not? Sure, I'll take it. Hello. Thank you so much for coming, my friend. I'm not your, uh, uh wait a sec. Uh, Harold. Harold's the name, right? How you doing? I'm great now that you're here. Can I get you some tea? Are you a fan of boba? What's that? Never mind. Oh, that's okay. We've got a lot of scrapbooking to do. Scrapbooking? Yes. We're going to be very busy today. Uh, what was your name? Jack. Jack! Like the boy with big dreams who scaled the beanstalk. Something like that. Except the beanstalk was the Obie Awards and the giant stopped when I hit middle age. What's scrapbooking? Scrapbooking! 
You haven't heard? All these family photos slipped neatly into fine plates. And then we're going to paste it all into books. Isn't that fun? Many books. Thick and glorious volumes that just need a little love and a soup song of glue. A soup song of glue? Uh, yeah. That sounds great, Harold. But I'm gonna need the cash up front. Oh, but of course. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's a lot of dough. Oh, it's no problem at all. No problem? I'm happy to have your company. <laughs> I gotta say, Harold, this is a little bit weird. Don't be shy. The agency told me all about you. That you were an actor. A big actor. Gravitas, Mr. Penderton. They said that was your finest quality. Well, if groveling in front of your agent for a desperate gig is gravitas... Have you acted in anything I might know? A few films, TV spots... Wait a minute. Didn't I see you in a dog food commercial? Uh, maybe. Mostly theater. The theater! Do you know I've never been to the theater? Most people haven't. It's a dying art form, which is why I... <clears throat> but let's talk about you, Harold. So you're into scrap hanging. Uh, scrapbooking. Yes, it's great fun to hold on to memories. Make photos mean something. As you know, everything's gone digital. Yes, Instagram. You got any family, Harold? What? Oh, I know. They're, they're all dead. But I was left with a rather comfortable sum from my grandmother. A rather comfortable sum? Do you really talk like this? Am I in summer stock? I grew up in a literary household. My grandmother took care of me after my parents passed away. Well, she sounds peachy. I'm sure she makes a great fruitcake. $3,000. Isn't that a bit much to spend on a friend? Well, that's just it, Jack. I don't know how to make friends. Or perhaps it's more accurate to say that I don't know how to keep them. Why not? You're not that bad of a guy. You're not holding out on me, are you, Harold? Any dead bodies in your basement? You're not one of those friendly neighborhood murderers. Oh, why, no, Jack. I, I couldn't harm a fly. So why should you have to pay for a friend? Because, as I said, I, I don't know how to make them. Look, you got me booked for... Four hours. And we're going to have a great time. How much time do we need for this scrapbooking? Ah, two. Maybe three tops. But, you see, I thought we could catch up. Catch up? But we only just met. Remember when I told you about Uncle Jeff? Uh... Play along. He should have filled you in. Let's try again. Remember when I told you about Uncle Jeff? Why, yes! How's he doing? He's dead. I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, it's okay. I remember when you came by last time with a homemade pie. A homemade pie? Look at the paper. The paper? The script. The dossier. The sheet they gave you. We've been friends for five years. The, yeah, the, the pie. It took me hours to make the crust. It was a glorious apple pie. The finest apples picked from Uncle Jeff's garden. It, it, it was, and I... Line. What? That's what we actors say when we can't remember our dialogue. It's not just something they say in the movies? No, Harold. Acting is a real profession. Or what passes for a string of paychecks these days. So, Harold. Wait a sec. Do you see what the company said about you here, Harold? What? On the dossier they gave me. Look at this. Subject contributes to his own negative reality. Exercise conversational caution. Conversational caution? I've been stuck in posh penthouse suites talking with tax attorneys without so much as a cocktail. But Harold, you don't seem too bad. You're not a bleak guy, are you, Harold? Why, no, Jack. <laughs> but people tend to run away from me after knowing me for ten minutes. They aren't casting agents, are they? Well, Harold, I haven't run away. What's this business about negative reality? Maybe the other buddies who came by the house were a little scared of me. Why? 
What the hell is negative reality? They all said they couldn't pretend. I don't see why. You're formal at times, but as innocent as Hodor. The agency said it would send along someone who was a little more skilled. Method was the word they used. Method? A method actor? Me? <laughs> Goodness, Harold, a friendship should never be built on pretense. But I am paying for it. No, you're not getting it. A friend is supposed to accept you for who you are. Well, I don't think anyone could argue with cash. But that's just it, Harold. Friendship goes beyond cash. I may be undercutting my gig here, but you shouldn't have to buy a friend. Nobody should. Let me ask you something. Do you get out of the house much? No. Well, I think it's time you did. The smell of blooming wisterias. The frantic sprints of lovers bolting to a motel room for an afternoon delight. The sun burning a third-degree burn into the head of a bald man who forgot to wear his baseball cap. See what you've been missing? It's a beautiful day. Exactly. Do you really want to spend your time strap-hanging on a day like this? Scrap-booking. Sorry. Well, it does need to be done. I'm sure. But life needs to be lived, Harold. We're going to get you some friends. Being there for other people is a skill, but it's one you can learn. See that man over there? The one sitting on the bench with the hat? Yes, and he's not even bald. Why don't you go over there and ask him about his hat? Tell him how much you like it. Ask him where he got it and see what happens. But I can't just walk up to someone like that. Harold, people do it all the time. This is how you make friends and wake up the next morning in a strange bed with someone very interesting. You show interest in them. Christ, I'm beginning to sound like Dale Carnegie. Who? Never mind. It's just that... Look, I got a call. Just go and talk to the man with the hat. I'll check up on you in a few minutes. Uh, okay. Hello? Excellent work, Mr. Penderson. Fenal? Why are you calling? I was just checking up on you and commending you for being a good friend. In fact, I'm closer than you know. What? You can put down your phone, Mr. Penderton. I'm right behind you. You've been spying on me? Think of me as a supervisor strolling past your desk to check up. Why are you at the park? <laughs> Shouldn't you be strap-hanging? Scrapbooking. Wait a minute. You're tracking me? <laughs> We're protecting our investment. Harold is one of our most important clients, Mr. Penderton. We can't afford to lose him. But he's also our most difficult one. I must say, you're really hitting it off with him. Yeah, we're a real odd couple in the making. Can you just buzz off and let me do my job? I'd very much like to do that, Mr. Penderton. Then why don't you? Because you've greatly exceeded our expectations. We really thought that Harold was going to chew you up and spit you out. He's hardly a serial killer. Or even a cocker spaniel chasing a stick. I read your dossier. Subject contributes to his own negative reality. What the hell does that even mean? Okay, that may have been colorful imagery, but we do need the language to prove to our shareholders that we know what we're doing. You see, in our industry, we need to keep our clients coming back. And that means considering all psychological factors. Harold isn't the freak you've made him out to be. Maybe not, but right now you're letting Harold stray. I'm uh, gonna need you to intercede in this new business. What new business? Harold is over there having a ball with that man in the hat. Oh, I love America's Next Top Model. How did you know? Maybe it was your hat. I have a keen eye for fashion myself. It was shameful when Tyra tore into Tiffany during cycle four. Hmm, not living up to her potential? Yeah, what was that? We all make mistakes. There was no call for that conduct. Why, so he is. Let me lay it all out. 
Buddies for Hire thrives on repeat business. We need him to be your friend, not anybody else's. That's a bit proprietary. Isn't the whole idea of being a friend hiring a buddy? Whatever. Isn't the whole point of your business to help people become more comfortable making friends? Business is the key word here. If they actually learn social skills, they'd have no need of our services. Think of your own profession, Mr. Penderton. If everyone knew how to act, it would drive your market value down. My market value has plummeted quite magnificently without your efforts. Thank you very much. I'm the Hindenburg blimp of the theater. It's a matter of respecting free trade while acknowledging that it must be controlled from time to time. You know what? Harold's a good guy. He doesn't need you, Mr. Penderton. And no gig is worth this. Mr. Penderton, do I need to call your agent? Jill can live without me quite well. She doesn't return my calls anyways. I'm walking. But, Mr. Penderton, don't you have rent to pay? You live at 343 Sunnybrook Road. Alright, so you glanced at my driver's license. Forever furious at the actor Evan McAvoy, who ran off with your ex-wife and is about to be cast in a prominent role for a Marvel superhero movie? Hey, that didn't hit the trades. How... How'd you know about that? I make it my business to know everything about my clients and my players. Players, huh? Maybe I was onto something with the pimp metaphor. Mr. Penderton, you're not being very gracious to a man who's paid you handsomely. You can stop with the flattery, because I'm no longer on the payroll. Mr. Penderton, if you breach your contract, then you'll have bigger problems than paying off three months' rent. That is the amount due, yes? I've dealt with type A producers and narcissistic directors and a bipolar cinematographer who shrieked at me in the German tongue. Or Hugen. This is your idea of a threat? Oh no. Nobody's threatening anybody here, but I am enforcing a writer. It's not unlike you actors demanding custom cream pink furniture and a wheel of Wittemere cheese in the green room. Hey, all I ever asked for was a cup of coffee and a newspaper. Maybe you're the exception, Mr. Penderton, but we have demands too. You are contractually obligated to remain Harold's buddy for as long as we deem proper. And if that means 10 months or 10 years, you shall remain his friend. Revoking your duties will involve breaching your contract and paying a substantial fee. So this is part of your racket, too. Jill Swanson said some very nice things about you, Mr. Penderton. I'm sure. Please try to live up. Do the right thing. You're Harold's friend, not this other guy. Fix this, or... I'll never work in this town again? You spout more cliches than a motivational speaker lurching for the salsa con queso at the after party. Motivation, yeah, that's a thought. What was it that Hitchcock said about it? You didn't mention the salsa. What's the matter? You don't like cheese? Have you gone vegan too? Mr. Penderton, I've spoken with your landlord. He's prepared to throw you into the street tomorrow morning. But I believe he will see the errors of his ways if you play ball now. Well, I sure wouldn't want my landlord scratching my Obie Awards. I say, I liked your hat that you were wearing, so I... Decided to come over. Where did you get it? I like the scrapbook too. Really? I thought I was the only one. No. Scrapbookers are all over, man. We're the hell's angels of collectors. In fact, I've got some buddies you may want to meet. Really? Yes. There's a scrapbooking meetup at 4 o'clock. I was just kicking it around the park. But I can show you my new photo affixing technique. There are photo affixing techniques? Why, yes. You should come. I'd love to. Say... Harold. You were right, Jack. Hello. It really is easy to talk with people. Gordon's the name. Hello, Gordon. My name's Jack. I'm a hired hand, which is a fancy way of saying I'm a southpaw. Did you know that this man contributes to his own negative reality? <laughs> what 
the hell does that even mean? That's what he said. <laughs> what a great riff on a that's what she said joke. Harold, you're brilliant. I am? He may be, but he probably isn't. Now look, Gordon, I hate to break up a party, but I... Sorry, I have to take this. But you really should reconsider the friends you make. I'm Harold's real friend. I paid him to be my friend. <laughs> Hello? You did what? What the hell's this about you breaking your contract? It's a crooked operation, Jill. I don't care if you were asked to roll around a floor crawling with bugs and spiders. I you it was never turn down again. Well, I'm turning down this one. And I'm firing you as my agent. As of today. You really should be more Jack. careful, Harold. Oh, but I've got bundles of cash packed in a shoebox. Jack. Wait a sec. Harold? Jack. You really shouldn't be talking about where you keep your money to strangers. Jack, Relax. Do I look like a crook? If you break your contract, I'll see that you... Never work in this town again? Or any other. Forget it. I'm done. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to join my new friends for a scrapbooking clam bake. Jack. Jack. We're not done here. You've got to listen to... Say, Harold, you wouldn't happen to have a spare room I could crash in for about a month? Oh, Jack. You've opened up a whole new world to me. It's the least I can do for a friend. You can have your cash back. It seems honorable. But I don't think I'll be working as an actor anymore. Wait a minute. You're an actor? I've won two Obies. I Tim bar at a nightclub. It's a ritzy place just outside Manhattan Beach. You know? They're looking around right now for a one-man act. And they pay very well. I mean, I only have to work there two nights a week. Are they into Beckett? Uh, they're probably looking for something a little less intellectual. How about a magic show? Ooh, they never had anything like that before. Oh, Jack, does this mean I finally get to see the theater? Harold, as you've seen today, all the world's a stage. Ooh, I like it. Say, where did Venal go? Jack! Jack! He hung up. You were wrong about Jack Penderton. Relax. I'll find another. You said that the last time. These actors aren't as gullible as you claimed. And we need them. If you think I'm growing soft... Well, let's just say your instincts have been off during the last few months. Why can't we use your buddies for hire clients for this? I hate this place. We've got to get back. Because we need the right kind of energy. The right kind of temperament. You know what happens during the journey. Do you want to end up like the straggler? You've lost so much, but I know you remember them. No, but don't forget that I got here through sheer force of will. Believe me, I haven't. Not many of us survived the passage. But I did. You had to hitch a ride through one of those portals. And I appreciate you looking out for me, but everything costs, Vino. Everything. You really don't remember our lives before? I wish I did. Why the hell do you think I changed my diet? Like you said, everything costs. We'll get our souls back. Won't we? Won't we? Maybe. Because you really need to remember. I'll try. That's all we can ask. New talent to see you. Excellent. Send him in. You've been listening to the season finale of The Grey Area. Buddies for Hire was written and directed by Edward Champion. Gore Abrams appeared as Jack. Ingeborg Riedmeier appeared as Jill Swanson. Adriana LaRocca appeared as Venal. Carl Zerhorst appeared as Harold. Michael Smith appeared as Gordon. And Zachary Michael appeared as the receptionist. 
And I'd like to thank everyone who has spread the word about this program. Your words and your emails and your messages and your impassioned responses to this crazy and ambitious world have meant the world to me. And here is where we are at. Season two is being written as we speak. It's going to be a lot more ambitious than season one. And some of the connections that you may have started to see in season one will start to congeal further as we put together this extraordinarily ambitious and crazy story. What does it all mean? Well... Season 2. We're looking at a 2018 release for that. In the meantime, we're going to try to get up a few mini-episodes. We're also going to assemble a supercut, a roadshow version, if you will, of the first season that is actually going to have a few enhanced connections so that if you came into this story a little late... You can listen to the entire thing if you have, like, say, a weekend where you're laying around recovering from a hangover or you just want to go ahead and start from the beginning. We're going to make that happen sometime in the next month. In the meantime, if you would like to ensure that this program continues, you can support us on Patreon. Go to our Patreon account, patreon.com slash grayareapod. You can leave us iTunes reviews. This really helps us to get more attention. Thanks again for listening. In the meantime, be good to yourself. Thanks. Monday matinee on the Mutual Audio Network always means a potpourri of entertainment, drama, comedy, action. Whew, it really stimulates the mind, don't it? Well, a great way to get your mind back into neutral gear is to catch bells in the battery on Friday Follies and Sunday Showcase. Silliness is the best cure for mental stimulation. Bells in the battery. Always odd, always family-friendly. If only I could convince my family to listen to it.